Greetings, everyone. I would like to start off by saying thank you for allowing us into your lives every week. Welcome to the Family Healing Breaking Cycles podcast, your one-stop shop, the life, love, and family. Every week, we will touch on real-life topics from a family's perspective, of course. I am a family healing motivational coach, a mother of four, two kings and two queens. I'm also a sister mom of two kings and a grandmother of three and an auntie of two as well. As you will see, the more time we spend together, we have a unique family dynamic. The topics that we discuss are things that have made impacts on our family. And as we share our experiences, we hope to help other families break cycles as well. Let's get started. Welcome back, family. I'm Tamika. I'm your host. I'm here with my co-host, and I'll let them introduce themselves. Welcome back, family. I am the oldest child right now, but you can call me Nell. Welcome back, because y'all heard me the last time. I'm the youngest, sincere, but y'all can call me Sam. <laughs> family, I want to start off by giving some contact information. Uh, our Instagram is FHBCP underscore. Our email is familyhealingbreakingcycles78 at yahoo.com. And we do have a Family Healing Breaking Cycles Facebook page. And also, if you're listening to us on a platform that allows you to leave reviews, leave us a review as well because that helps, you know, generate new listeners and it helps, you know, it helps us, you know, uh, if you want to say, you know, helps us touch a broader audience and makes us more popular because we're just, you know, a small, a small black family that's just trying to heal and hopefully help others heal. And it's not that we're in competition because we're of service and we're here for a purpose and purpose doesn't hold it it doesn't hold a toe tag of famous or anything like that but we would like to get our message out you know to more people and in order to do that you know we have to have good reviews and you know shares and things like that so just leave us a review so um as you know you know the youngest you know one of the youngest members of the family is here my youngest child not one of my grandchildren. Uh, he's here with us today and he, you know, introduced himself. So he's new to this world. He did do the uh, social anxiety teen edition, but he really hasn't been with us since. So hopefully you'll be hearing his voice moving forward. And I have my two kings here. And today's uh, episode is You Better Not Cry. In other words, is it okay for men to show emotions? So these were the two perfect people 
to do this episode with. They have opinions from both ends, you know, both sides of the spectrum. Uh, they were, you know, they're men, of course, a young man and a, you know, and a man, and they were raised, you know, with certain things instilled in them, and you know, one has a son and one has a son on the way, so this is perfect time to see if they're going to break a cycle or they're going to keep it. So we're just going to, you know, go around the room, ask a few questions and give our honest opinions. So basically, you know, you better not cry. Is it okay for men to show emotions? Now, there are a lot of common sayings that are associated with this uh, subject matter, like stop that emotional SHIT or you better not cry. What you gay? You crying, you a little punk, you a little nut, you a little P-U-S-S-Y. So a lot of things are associated with this, a lot of trauma, a lot of, you know, unhealthy, toxic abuse comes from this. And, you know, we just want to open up the dialogue. So first, I'll just throw the question out there and anybody can answer it any way they want. Were any of you at any point taught you better not cry. Yeah. Yeah, I was taught that like even younger, real young I was taught like don't cry. But anything happened, I was always taught don't cry, never cry. Why are you crying? What you crying for? All the time, so. So it was something that was like instilled, engraved, embedded yeah. for it to stick with you at 18. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you still, so is it something that you, you know, it still sticks with you? You still live by that to this day? Yeah, but I learned that everybody got emotions, you know. Everybody got, you know, it'd be like people go through a lot of things, they can't keep it in all the time. So you might be by yourself and it might get bad. Um, To cry all the time, no. But it got, and it's not as worse as it was a little Past like 15, 14, 16. I used to think crying was for nuts. Like, stop crying. What are you crying for? I don't care what you're going through. Stop crying. But now it's like, you know, every once in a great while, if it happens, it happens. Hmm. Okay. What about you, sir? <laughs> well, of course, you know, I'm, you know, way older. So, of course, I was taught not to cry. Only women cry, girls cry. You're none of you did, sucker, so on, so on. Whatever you want to name in the book, because you was a man or a boy and you cried, I heard it all. So, of course, growing up, that's what you you assumed, or even being a man or a father, you assume that's the right thing to do. Because not to offend nobody anything what I'm about to say. The worst fair for a man when they have a son is him turning out gay. So you assume that because you're crying all the time or you're being a baby or your mom is babying you and so on and so on, you might turn out that way. So for you not to turn out that way, I'm going to tell you this is what you shouldn't do. Because if you did all the time, you would turn. I'm not saying that's a hundred percent true, but that's what 
most men think when they have boys. You want to toughen them up as much as you can. Because if I did, I know for sure he ain't going to turn out this way that I want him to turn out. And, you know, I agree with you 100% that mo- that is the biggest fear of most men that their son is going to turn out gay. But I will also say now, whether it's, you know, because of now, modern day, the past or whatever, that is a generational cycle, a generational curse that needs to be broken because if you do not even a research, if you have your own common sense of it all, I understand that I know people that grew up in households and the father wasn't there. So they were raised by women and they grew up to love women because it was a learning experience for them to be able to See the characteristics of women, the emotions of women, how to deal with women. You know, if you ever, you know, I don't know, if you, you know, date someone and, you know, you might be a gentleman or whatever the case is. And they say, oh, wow, you're a gentleman or whatever. And you say, yeah, well, I had three sisters and a mom. So I know how to treat women and I know how women work. Or I guess, you know, you have those men that grew up in the household where the father wasn't there and they had the the aunties, the grandmoms, the mom or whatever. And they had female tendencies because they adapted to it different. Now, this is not an episode about, you know, being gay or, you know, the percentage of people that are gay or the ones that think they were born that way or anything like that. That's a whole nother episode. But what I'm saying is I can see the fear but at the same time, if you want to go through the process in a healthy way, you would make more sense that we wouldn't have these generations and generations and generations of men that don't know how to show emotions. So now when you get into relationships or when you get into the workforce or when you get out here in the world, you are just totally you, you're just totally turned off from emotional intelligence you're totally, you know, you have, you probably have anger issues. You just have a whole lot of things going on because you were taught not to show emotions and it doesn't always work out well. Um, so who taught you that? Like who teaches a young man, a boy, a toddler, or a toddler, a preteen, a young man who teaches them a scenario you better not cry. You know, it's the father. You know, the father teach you that. Even younger, like, younger, like, your father teach you that you fall, you cry, you better not cry, get up, shake it off. He hits you. Whatever the case may be, a father teach you that with any scenario. Anytime you feel like you're about to cry, no matter what it is, you better not cry. So, it's really just the father that teach you that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in some situations, not only the father, it's the mom, too. That's in a situation that's raising the son and the father's not around. And there's no male figure around. So she feels like she has to be both. And she's in fear of her son being gay. And she's in fear of him being picked on. And she thinks that she has to play the father role because the father wasn't there. So that's automatically what a man would do. That's automatically what a man would do. But most of the time, it is the father that teaches you that. Teaches you that because either his father saw him that, whose father saw him that, or the streets saw him that. So, 
it is, I think it is a silent, unspoken rule that should be changed. Because in my opinion, I feel like being a woman that's been in relationships and, you know, been around men or raising sons or whatever the case is, you have to be able to show emotion. You cannot just bottle things up inside, think it is going to make you tough, think it is going to make you do all these things. It is an unhealthy dynamic, very unhealthy and very, and very toxic. Um, so with that being said, you better not cry. How does it affect your life now? Like in relationships, in the world, trying to be a productive citizen in society, at at the workplace, wherever. Just generally in your life. And, you know, not generally. I'm going to say in relationships, too, because that's very important. Because if you ask, uh, if you ask uh, 90 out of 100, if you ask 100 out of 100 women, what is the... One of the things, not everything. What is one of the things that frustrates you about their relationship with their partner? They're going to say their lack of em- empathy, their lack of emotional intelligence, and they never open up to them. They never share anything. They never show emotion. So how does it affect your everyday life now being in this state where you feel like you can't show any emotion, you can't cry. Because it's going to go well past just not crying when you fall or just not crying when something hurts your feelings. Once you it's embedded in you, once it's, it's stamped on your brain, once it's taught to you, once it, you know, what you is going to turn into a whole bunch of different things. So how does it affect your life now being emotionless, I'll call it? Uh, it, it kind of affect me in a big way a little bit. Cause it's like, I like, as far as the relationship, when the women do feel like the men not showing like emotion sometimes it is effective. Cause it's just like, it's like careless in a way. Cause it's like, you know, you with someone else too. So when they want to know something, when they feel like something not going right, you being, you know, not as outspoken or speaking about it because you feel like you're a man, you don't got to show no emotion. It's hurting them too. So it affects me in a big way to be like, you know, you just got to put that to the side sometimes because sometimes it'll be the woman fault. They ain't do nothing. You know, they just want to know what's going on and know how you feel. And then you was always taught to not be that way or show no emotion, whatever the case may be. It it, it affects me in a big way. It taught me that sometimes I do got to let out what's on my mind. I can't keep everything inside because... It turns into a whole different situation or different situations. So. Exactly. It doesn't stay where you yeah. think it's going to stay. It don't just be like, oh, I'm just keep all this. It turns to something. It could be any situation. It turns to something whole different. So we just let it out. And then, yeah, so that definitely affected me in a, in a bigger way in my life. As far as from when I was younger. Well, what I, what I would say is, as I got older... Then, of course, you know, had a son of my own. I believe in the, and what's really hard about it of being a father of a boy is the, I guess we would have to learn the line to draw when it comes to 
Being too to, emotional? Yeah. Because you still want to instill... Be tough because you are a boy. But you don't want to go too far to tell them don't have no emotions. Right. But, so that's where the you would have to learn how to um, draw the line, you know. So, of course, me growing up, I was told that, you know, the crying and all that stuff, you know, we don't do that. But after growing up and having a mind of my own and starting to understand certain things, it's not always about that. It could be 20% about that because I learned that every everybody is not built to hold things in. Right. Because then right. that's when you have certain things that happen. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to show emotions, but I believe at a certain point because growing up, you know, at least, you know, now to be honest, I don't know what age you can probably talk to your son of emotions. That's just something that's just going to have to come, come about. You know, you can't just say, well, at 15, I can start talking to you about emotions. Right. It may, or it may depend on who your child is. If they learn fast, then you can tell them early. Because you can't say have emotions too early and they don't understand and they okay with the crying and running to their mom all the time or whatever the case may be. So you don't want to do it too early. You don't want to do it too late. So I would say as a father raising the son, you have to learn how to draw that line and when and where you can teach your son about Emotions, because you got to have them because everybody's not built to hold on and put certain things on their shoulders because they could take it a different way. Right. Right. Every yeah, everybody is not built to for pressure. Right. Everybody is not built for pressure. And when you think about it. It's a lot. You got to see, this is what I'm saying. You have to, like you said, there's no, you can't put a time frame on and age on it. You just know when the time comes, you have to find the line to draw it. And it's not something that is one time. It's like, okay, whatever the age is, you know, no showing emotions, whatever the case is. This is something that has to constantly be taught. As a parent, situations want to come up and you have to constantly guide your your sons, we talk about sons here. It's not about daughters or anything. So don't get all, get your panties all in a bunch. This has nothing to do with women, this episode. So you have to guide your sons in a manner. It's constant teaching. It's you, you, that's why you have to be there. That's why not being there for your sons to raise them is part of the problem. It's part of the problem because women are emotional creatures. And for the most part, whatever we give off is what's going to get taught to your son. So now if you come around, when you do come around, you're mad because maybe they are crying. Maybe they are running to their mom. Maybe they are showing a little bit more emotion. Well, you should have been there. Women are emotional creatures. How are we supposed to be able to, you know, we're not men. So all those women that say, oh, I don't need a man. I can read. No, you can't. 
You can because you have to and you want to do the best you can, but you cannot teach him to be a man because you're not a man. Just like he can't teach him, you know, teach her all the ins and outs of being a young woman because he's not a woman. So it's very important for both parents to be in the picture, but it's very important for a man to be there for his son because you have to constantly be in his life because situations are going to come up that he needs to learn how to handle. He has to be able to have problem solving skills. He has to be able to have conflict and resolution skills. He has to be able to know how to handle lots of situa- situations. Stressors are going to come. All types of things are going to come and you have to be there to show him the best way to handle it in the most healthy way. And if he is on either side of the fence where you or where you're that you better not cry father or you're on the other side of the fence where you're taking situations as they come and you're teaching as they come, regardless of the situation in a healthy way, it has to be taught. And in my opinion, my opinion you cannot teach him not to show emotions. You can't teach him not to express himself when he's having a problem. You can't teach him if that hurt, don't cry. Like it's just, you know, is is first of all, it's unhealthy and it's toxic. And, you know, in that situation, when you do that, you know, there's a lot of pride attached to that. There's anger attached to that. Like, you know, you ain't, you know, you're not going to see me cry. You're not going to see me showing emotion. Okay. We broke up, but I'm not going to be calling you or anything like that. I'm, you know, I'm putting my wall up. I have my pride. Like pride never gets anybody anywhere. You know, pride never gets anybody anywhere. So at the, at the end of the day, if you look at situations like with our leaders and with things like that. It doesn't get anybody anywhere. I understand that poker face that you have to have your game face on at certain times, but that goes back to when you said you have to know how to differentiate the two, when to cut it off, when it's too much, when to draw the line. And if you're not there as a father to teach it, how are they supposed to learn it? So you can't just don't cry. You better not cry. You're going to be gay. You're a PUS. That's just not the way to go. You have to be there through their life constantly to teach them certain things so the million dollar question would you teach would you teach it to your son the million dollar question because these are generational cycles here because here go here's two generations right here so your son would be the third generation And so on and so forth. Because if you say, okay, well, this is the way my dad taught me, so I'm going to teach my son that. And then if you was to ask your father, well, that's what my dad did to me. What make you any different? Or that's what, and then he'll say, well, that's what my dad did to me. So you have all these generations doing the same thing. So are you going to be a cycle breaker or are you teaching the same thing? Uh, I think I got to be in order to break the cycle. I think I'm going to break the cycle. Um, okay. You know, me learning that, it didn't it didn't really get me too far, you know, not showing emotion. It didn't get me too far. Like you said, the pride thing. I'm big on that. I got big pride. Like, I feel like when certain things happen, I got to be like, no, I ain't doing this or not. Man, what I got to do that for? I'm big on that. That's what, like that's just me. But that didn't really get me nowhere, and it still don't. So, as the father that I'm about to be, I don't think 
I think it's gonna be like a limit. I don't think I'm a. I'm not gonna pass that down to him. But then again, I'm gonna show him like you know, it's cool. But then again, we gonna stop it right here. So I'm not saying don't cry, but I'm not saying like I don't know. It's like a I don't know. It's it's tricky, but I know for sure I'm not gonna exactly push that down to him. I'm gonna break it. I'm not gonna exactly push that exactly. Like no, you're not crying. We're not doing that. Cause kids are different. You never know. He might be one of them kids that. He can't hold all that in, and he and he feel like he can't cry because I said so. We're situation, so I don't know. I'm just so you in agreement with it is that borderline. You have to know when to teach certain things. You yeah. have to know when to turn it on and cut it off. Yeah, but that's also a situation that means you have to be there. Yeah, yeah. You can't be a, absent. Yeah, you have to be there. Sure. The bottom line of it all. You have to be there as a father. You can't be in and out. And if you are there, you can't be unhealthy and toxic being there either. That doesn't you that doesn't constitute you to be unhealthy and toxic. Just be oh well, I was there. At least I was there. Oh well, let me have that choice. Well, would I rather you be there, uh, unhealthy and toxic, or rather you not be there? So that's not an excuse either. The bottom line is you have to show up as the best version of you as you can. And if the best version of you is unhealthy and toxic, then you have to make that step to get help. You have to make that step to do things better. You have to make that step to make it better for you and your legacy. Point blank period. There's no way around it. Yes, we were all taught lots of things, but this is why you have... That's why you break cycles when it comes to your family. When you start a legacy, when you start, when you start something and you start a family, it's time to break the toxic cycles. It's time to break generational cycles. It's time. It's just time to break them. Generational curses. It's time to break them at the end of the day. So this whole thing, I never agreed with it, you know, not a lot, you know, not allowing your sons to show emotion. I never agreed with it, but I can say like I was one of those women that probably watched it because I was conditioned to think this is how it should go. So, you know, the as women, we take a hand in that too. If we allow it to happen, because sometimes when you're a fatherless, uh, when you're a fatherless child as a woman, you don't know either. So you might sit back and watch some unhealthy, toxic behavior from a man and think that's how it's supposed to be because you weren't taught any different either. And that's just real. And I'm saying that from experience. Everything is a learning experience. So the best thing to do is fathers be there and be there the best version of you. And if the best version of you is unhealthy and toxic, then go get a new version. And, or don't be there. And then don't come back complaining when you see something that you don't want to see. Something that you don't understand because it wasn't taught to you. The problem is you just don't understand it. So if you do have a son that shows emotion. If you do have a son that talks about his feelings. If you do have a son that wants to communicate with you. And they want to talk about it. And hash it out and have dialogue. And you're you're angry now. It's because you don't understand it. Because that wasn't taught to you. So you're lashing out. 
And you're turning it into something that is not because it's unrecognizable to you. It's something you never saw. It's not something that was never taught to you. And no men in your life ever had it either because you're always the same. That's all it is most of the time. So to so all fathers out there, be there to raise your sons in the best, the healthy way possible. Now, what I can say, my, my son is... 10 now so it was and his son is not born yet so my answers could be a a little different I think when he was younger of course I did the don't cry you know all other stuff because at that point he didn't understand why I'm telling him don't cry right but as he's older now and certain things he do understand and you know, I guess in the sense we out of the water of the fear of what most men fear of. Oh, okay. So <laughs> that's okay. you know we out the water of that. Oh, okay, we out the okay. But okay, it's, okay, it's, all right, all right, all right. Things, it's different things now. You have to teach because you try to go step by step. So the your first your main step is telling them don't show no emotions. Right. Until you get out the waters that you know for sure. Right. We good. Uh-huh. And now is showing him or telling him to open the door for women or, you know, for your sister or whatever the case mm-hmm, is. Mm-hmm. You know, you walk on the, the curb side, you know, things like that. You're all the chivalry stuff. Yeah, the, sh- the chivalry stuff mm-hmm. that you try to teach and... Starting to build character. Character, right. And... Is not as easy when they're younger and you already told them don't show emotions. Right. Because in a sense, that's already showing emotions. But I, I guess it's easier this. this way because they're old enough to understand why you might have said that. And they're old enough to understand what you're trying to instill at this point. Right. So that makes sense. Okay. So it's, of course, there's levels to uh, raising the son, but... Once again, it's all about drawing that line, drawing that line and being there because you can't just be a weakened dad or on the phone dad because you disturb them. So if they hear your voice, they're going to shape it up you know, mm-hmm, because they heard your voice. Mm-hmm. That really means nothing because this is only for that quick time period. And they're going to go back to whatever they was doing. Right. You being there and showing them. Tell, telling them and showing them is two different things. Right. Because you can tell them all day. Right. But if you can show them what you're trying to tell them, they will grasp it a little better. Right. They'll learn it easier. And it'll make more sense. Because just like you said, that on the phone stuff, they just they know too. Kids are very smart. Yeah. Okay. She done called my dad because I did something. He going to fuss at me for five minutes. Tell me to go sit down. Oh, well. So they just as smart to know he say one thing, but it's something else. But when they see that there's action behind what you're saying, that yeah, they're more likely to not even not grasp it. They're more likely to respect it. Honestly. Um, I mean, I think that was it. I think that was the gist of it all. You better not cry. Anybody wanted to add anything? It was just, I mean, I think we, you know, touched on everything. You yeah. Know, just 
Yeah. Drawing that line. The bottom and the bottom line is be there. Be there and draw that line. Draw the Top line two. and be there. Because it is. And but then I guess you would say, let's just say if you know, um what we always talk about is uh tradition or you know, um breaking the cycles and stuff like that. So if you are the third, I guess, you know, third, fourth generation of the product of your father. Mm-hmm. You want to um, think about breaking the cycle because, and if, even if your father is still here, in my opinion, don't allow him to tell you how to raise your son because he didn't break the cycle. Mm-hmm. So the only cycle was going to be. Is how he raised you. Mm. And how his dad raised him. Mm. So the cycle will never be broken. So right. don't allow your father, if you're a man having a son, to tell you how to raise your child. Because the cycle will never be broken. Right. It would be just They the only same know cycle. what they know. Yeah, all that's all they know. Like because it, you know, and don't get discouraged because you might be around and you know, you around your dad and you know y'all y'all three together and something might happen and you handle it different and then he looking at you like you wrong. Right. No, hold up, wait a minute. I didn't raise you that way. Right. No, you didn't, but I'm gonna raise my son this way. I know how to raise him to be a man, but we're gonna do it a different way this time. Absolutely. But don't get discouraged when you may run into that situation. Mm-hmm. You grown. Mm-hmm. Stick to what you want to do already. And the cycle is broken. If you feed into it, the cycle will never be broken. Because now your son going to grow up. And now what? You right. going to do the same thing? And then you always think, how did how did you feel when you were your son's age when certain things went on? And would you want your son to feel the same way? That's what it's, especially if it was an unhealthy situation. No parents aren't perfect. No, there's no guide to parenting and all that. But at the same time, adults have to hold themselves accountable for their actions. And we are selfish when it comes to raising our children. So think to yourself, do I want my son to feel like how I felt when I was five and kept getting slapped and hit because I kept crying? Well, I'm crying because I hurt it. I just fell off my bike and bust my lip. You mean to tell me I can't cry about it? Please. Please. I mean, we got to do better. Oh, we got to do better. I am just, ugh. Um, anybody else had anything they wanted to add? I'm good. How about you? You good? Yeah, I'm good. Copy that. All right, sir. You got a gym over there? Sure. All right. All right. All right. When you a good person. Mm-hmm. You don't lose people. People lose you. I know that's right. Be gone. Poof. Be gone. God removes those who shouldn't be there because he was there and heard the conversations that you didn't. So he removes them. Family, we want to thank you for letting us into your lives if only for a moment. And as always, talk to you soon. 
Family Healing Breaking Cycles streams on your favorite app. On Mondays at 12 p.m., just add us to your favorites and you'll get alerts when new episodes stream on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and others. We would also like to thank our sponsors, KKP Vending. If you need a vending machine at your location, you could call them at 267-407-7678 and also Lounge 21. At 1639 South 21st Street, Philadelphia, PA, 19145. And you can also follow them on Instagram at lounge underscore 21. And follow us on Facebook, Family Healing Breaking Cycles. And we would love to hear from you. Or you can also email us at familyhealingbreakingcycles78 at yahoo.com. And don't forget to leave us a review in your favorite app as well.